intro in a row. Hello and welcome to another episode. It's brother of a brother. Fuck, 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 I was gonna fuck, say fuck, we kind of had fuck, a fuck. we kind of had a cold intro, oh, but no, I have a feeling that's that getting shit. cut. That all shit getting cut. That was us genuinely yelling at each other. Yeah, we're actually yelling at each other about something, and you're like, "Yeah, I'll cut it." I'm fucking dumb. Yeah, because <laughs> I got legitimately angry. Anyway, uh, fine. <laughs> you prick. Sorry. You're welcome. Uh. Let me try that again. Hello and welcome to another episode of A Brother's Quarrel. That's Jake. That's Bob. And that was Oliver begging for food. Yep. Mm. So. He's doing a pretty good job. I would like to start this episode off by saying, Jake, I must print or verbalize a retraction. It's about time. I take back the part where I understood your your grievances with... Captain Marvel, where you said your biggest annoyance was the woohoo. Right. I will give you one of those, not both, because the first one fit, because it was right when she started learning how to fly, and I'm going to paint you the, that scene. She pulls up, goes straight vertical, and it actually shows like her face like getting hit by the G-force, mm-hmm. which was great, and then she stops, stalls, and does a corkscrew spin, and like... You'd expect the pilot to go woo in that aspect. I will, however, give you the fact that when she's going ape shit on the accusers, not only does she say woo again, she, they cut the exact same instance. That was the problem. They realized that they needed something there, so they just reused that audio. Instead of making grunt sounds or something like that, that second one was completely unnecessary because it was a copy of the first one. It wasn't just her doing it twice. And also how I said, like, I'd understand it if it was her just going, you know, shooting past into the distance, which technically she was doing, except this distance was ground. <laughs> and that in, that scene where she freaking, uh, where she decides to try flying, that gave me fucking vertigo. Where it just has her falling and falling, and she just kind of just oh, where she's like this extends yeah. her arms and like the the it's not that she hits the she, ground, she goes the all ground, like Christ pose. And... The ground dissolves around her because if you notice, the dust kicks up. Yeah, that gave me fucking vertigo. That was a well, that was a well animated shot. So guys, guys, we're gonna be talking Captain Marvel in this episode because we <clears> both <throat> seen it and it's fucking good. Yeah, I saw it a second time, but. I will say, every Marvel the second movie... time was better. Like it, it really was. Like whenever I first saw it, it was halfway through where I felt like I was actually kind of invested in with everything. Um, like really, whenever I we can get to part of that uh, that performance, but whenever it's her and Maria, like after listening to the the black box and everything, I feel like that's where the movie picked up. But the second time after seeing it, I think it was after the alien autopsy. Is yeah. I feel like that's whenever no, that it gets me, better. That to me, moment she hit Earth is when it went amazing. Yeah, it was good. Like here's the thing: every time we I watch a Marvel movie, it's couched. It is. It's a good movie, but the closest they got to great, barring Winter Soldier. <laughs> was Black Panther, and that was a good movie, but it needed a few more passes in the writer's room because ground-tunneling rhinos, okay? Just rhinos bust out of the earth. 
things like that. Uh, Which is also one. kind of a very comic booky concept. I though. will admit, yes. And that might be why I like this one as much as I did. It is just a fun, pulpy B-movie. It just reminds you, like, we're not, when I say B-movie, I don't mean shit but fun. I'm saying it is not the mainstay. It is the second fiddle on a double feature. It's the overboard of No, Marvel no, no, no. no. <laughs> it is uh it is just it tells its story well, it builds itself well, but you know what else it does well? Not taking itself too seriously. Even though there is some serious as hell subject matter to it. And if you have not seen this movie yet, please shut this fucking thing off and go watch it because as always we don't give two shits. You're not getting a no-spoiler thing. But this, you know what? It's a good idea to go see it. And, hey, if you're one of those people who don't want to see it because, you know, cap, uh, you know, it's cucking the Marvel Universe, you can just shut this fucking thing off now because yeah. I don't want your fucking views. Yeah, you can You can, you can just, go eat every ounce of dick. Yeah, just fuck the fuck right off. Yeah. I don't, I don't even care. Because yeah. that is what they, like, I hate how, like, everybody, like, every, when I was watching it, though, I was like, wait, they acted like that was such a bad thing? I mean, one of those, oh, the guy says, got a smile for me, so she hits him because fuck men. Like, oh, yeah. Have you met one? Why do you think the key thing of every do- every father who's like, the joke is, every, oh, it's your daughter's first date? The dad answers the door with a shotgun. Why? Because he knows men are horrible. How can you say, how can people say that not all men are like that? But the most prevalent fucking joke, quote, bunny foo-foos, is the dad answers the door on a date and threatens the child. How can you have it? You can't have it both ways. You have to understand, men are kind of fucking horrible. Because, well, you give someone- We are. Yeah. You give someone free reign for fuck all ever, and everything they do is, well, it's it's just boys being boys. So to 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 bring but, it back around. So here's sorry. what <laughs> whenever I, on a tangent. Nope, it's all right. Soon. So whenever whenever I tell whenever I tell people about this movie, I think the reason it's so difficult is because Captain Marvel isn't in like the collective social consciousness yeah. like a Captain America or even an Iron Man or Incredible Hulk. And so whenever you watch it the first time, you have to pay attention because you have to know what's the difference between a Kree and a scroll. And even then, you don't get a whole lot of information because you just the Krees know that are in at different war. colors as well. Like, like, I, like, and they also change color a lot. Because if you noticed, uh, when they were in the ship or when they were in the test flight, when they were showing that footage, freaking Annette Benning's skin color kept changing to pinkish, and so did Jude Law's. That or it was just oddly mm-hmm. shot where I was watching it because. I don't know why, but yeah, and Kree are just supposed to be blue. Yeah, and so that's why I think, like, even me, I didn't have a, I, I don't even have a whole lot of Car- Captain Marvel knowledge, and maybe that's why, even for me, that's why the second time was better than the first time. Hey, Jake, here's all the Captain Marvel knowledge you need. Uh, the original Captain Marvel was sued into oblivion because DC said he was like Superman, even though he every ounce wasn't fucking anything like Superman. Yeah. But... So it was stagnant. The rights uh, went into laps, and Marvel's like, "Hey, that's that that's up for fucking sale. That that we can copyright that. It's Marvel. We're Marvel. Let's fucking do it." So they did it, and they didn't know what to do with him. So they shoved him out in the cosmic universe and let fucking Kirby and his people play with him. 
where he was never the main, he was never good. Captain Marvel was never good. Did Captain but, Marvel and Nova do a lot of stuff together? Like, yeah, was there a lot all, of passes? That's cosmic. what I was thinking. It's all cosmic. Yeah. So yeah, he was never, he was never the main player, but he brought you into, <laughs> into the cosmic universe to have fun with that. So yeah, always will have a little bit of respect for Captain Marvel for bringing us the cosmic universe, which led to two of my favorite stories in existence: Annihilation. Planet Hulk. <clears throat> Annihilation's great. Anni- the best part about Annihilation is Civil War. Because Nova is the only Nova, so he has all of the powers. Because basically the Nova Force is one thing, mm-hmm. and its powers are split between every Nova Centurion. If you're the only Centurion, you're kind of overpowered. So uh, It'd be like being everything. a lantern and having all of the different yes. rings. No, literally. Okay, it's like... It's like, uh, I can't remember his name, the Orange uh, Lantern of Avarice. Him. He's the only Lantern because greed. Until Lex Luthor stole it. <laughs> but uh, but uh, let's see. Uh, so he's off doing everything. And he passes out mid-flight. So the suit's like, you know what? He needs to rest. Sends him back to Earth. Where, of course, he gets picked up by the initiative because it's part of that thing. And I uh, was it the initiative at that time? Yeah, went the 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 so after Civil War, that's what it was called. Like when everybody, yeah, the Fifty States Initiative. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. and <clears throat> Tony meets him. and He's all like, "How you doing? You need to join." And he's like, "Oh, oh, you dumb motherfucker!" Like the whole time he's just staring at. Him, I was like, "Hey, Tony, hey, Tony, I put my thr- my fist through Nihilus's throat and ended a galactic war. What the fuck have you done lately, Tony?" And just fucks off back to the cosmos where important shit's happening. Because the entire universe was in trouble and he was asking Earth for help. But they were too busy killing each other. Oh, but Captain Marvel. <laughs> but no, that's all you need to know. And then, well, you've had Carol Danvers for a while. They were wanting to update. It's like, you know what? Fuck it. She's She's been in the canon forever. Let's just use her. Who was it that Rogue stole the powers? Miss Marvel. Marvel. Miss no, Marvel. Carol fucking Danvers. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was. I was thinking of Carol Danvers as yeah. Miss Marvel, Carol not Captain Danvers, Marvel. Yeah, she became Captain Marvel. Yeah, uh, she was originally. She got she. Uh, she was originally Miss yeah, Marvel. She got her and power then... from. She got some of the power from Captain Marvel. I can't remember exactly how. Either it was a blood transfusion or something weird like that. I don't fucking remember. I don't really know. See, okay, thank you because I was like, yeah, I don't remember Carol Danvers as Captain That's Marvel. That's why my so. favorite thing about Twitter was someone saying, like, you know, the whole rogue watching Captain Marvel, all <laughs> because yeah, it's great. It's and that's also I uh, due to some weird shit they done to Cat, uh, Ms. Marvel is why she started hanging out with the X Men and why Rogue stole her power or how Rogue stole her powers. It was it that is really cool, but it involves. Some horrible shit, Jake. So let's just take yeah. that, slot so, it into a ball, and throw it in the other room. Because okay. it involves convincing someone to have a have have a baby, as in mind mind controlling someone to have your baby, but that baby is actually you. And then when all of your friends find out about it, they think it's a cool idea. So, anyway, other room. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh... And after the second watching, I still hold to the I like more Samuel L. Jackson in that movie. Mm-hmm. I like that they have so much Nick Fury in that movie. And he, 
I like that it... Sam Jackson does two roles well. Indescribable badass and fun side character. Because, Jake, this movie was was Long Kiss Goodnight Part 2. It was him and an amnesiac blonde lady fucking over the people who screwed her. This is the Long Kiss Goodnight without Brian Cox talking about, like, yelling about a dog licking its own asshole, okay? That is the only thing missing from this movie. Well, also, Carol Danvers doesn't grab Samuel L. Jackson's dick in this one, but... That is, two things it is missing. <laughs> Jesus Christ, there even is a, the familial kid character who, I guess you can say, is technically sort of got kidnapped. Okay, so, uh, piece number whatever it is that we're on. Also, the actress, I think it's Lavana Lynch. I know her last name is Lynch. The one that plays uh, Maria Rambo. Rambo. Um I want to say that scene whenever they are, um, whenever they're inside and, uh, and, uh, Carol's all saying, you know, I know this is tough. She's like, no, oh, no. this is, that, no, that scene was, f- that scene, like, it was good the first time I watched it. The second time, it, uh, dude, she, she fucking kills it. Like, that yeah. entire, like, Carol showing up. It's not over dramatic. It's not overacting. It is just it, Oh, Lashana Lynch, my it bad. It feels like two people sitting down and talking to each other, which is what's so great about this movie. It the writing may have spots where it's not like the best, but the the way it's acted, the way it's directed, everything is they were they went for the fucking fences. When okay, they were bad. So I'm 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 glad you brought that up because as I mentioned her, this is the part that I was keeping under my hat that I mentioned last week. Okay, okay. so whenever you were watching it, did, did you get the sense that Maria and uh, Carol had like a relationship more than just a friendship? There's a very good chance, but here's the thing: it's also I like the fact that. It it's there for interpretation, but if they said they didn't, it would make absolute. But at the same time, you can have family without wanting to fuck each other. And but that that's why I'm saying I've, either way, I'm okay. I'm perfectly fine with because yeah, it they seemed that close. It seriously felt like that that was a relationship. But, but at the same time. If you think about the characters, like if you're like deep into characters, you're like, man, what you really need is family, and that's family, and you don't fuck that up by trying to right. stick it okay, in. Okay, so that but, but that explains why it's half and half. Like the people that I've asked, it's been half yeah. and half. Like whenever I saw it the first time, I felt like they totally had a relationship. Second time, still kind of felt that way. But then I dude, I've been I can't believe I put this much thought into like the social thing about that about their relationship. Because is it a situation to where the and I, I, I tried watching like the body language. I think it's just some of the body language that Brie Larson uses and that sort of thing. There's just something about it that makes me, you know, but whenever I'm thinking about this, I'm like is it because in movies 
prior to like more of a quote unquote social awakening, as, you know, that's been kind of happening as of late? Is it because in movies 20 years ago, the way that would that the way that was specifically portrayed, that's what it that's what it meant. And so now just because because that's what I'm familiar with. Am I automatically trying? It's, right. it's your default. Right. Am I automatically trying to apply to that? The, the females, the main female support is the romantic interest because that's what's been fucking jammed into your head. Right. From so is ages. it that? Is it because that's what they were just going for? Or is it like what um, Sarai mentioned? Females just have naturally closer and more intimate, like, friendships with one another, Because they right? weren't told from a young age that that's gay. Right, right. I mean, it's... So, so you know, um, so is it possible that that's just a, that's the correct representation of a close female relationship? And because it's not been shown such a way previously in movies... And that's where the the wires are getting crossed because I have I've thought about this a lot. It's kind of sad because I I, I don't know and it's With a driving me in your lap. no no but it's it's driving me nuts though because I don't know which one and I'm like but maybe that's a good that's thing the, if I don't no, know Jake you can stop thinking about it constantly accept the times that you're wanting to discuss it and then just go off on it because it's awesome to talk about when you're th- when it's on brand or on subject. But here's the beautiful thing: you don't need to worry. It's it could I gotta be it know. It could be it isn't. Here's here's my take on it. That would have been at least five. Uh, they they that they should have tacked on if that were going to be the case. If they were going to discuss it, at least a good solid ten minutes of more world building, because like oh hey I'm here oh hey we were also secretly in love, but at that the aspect of it just. Being said and then going off just seems like you're just fucking, uh, you know, you're you're tossing out a freebie for the thickers. You're talking to tossing out a freebie, a freebie. So like, oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, we we we're representing you. There you go. Well, like, not- no, I like the fact that it's complete, that it's vague. But I will admit some people probably would want for representation reasons, because this movie, as much as I. Uh, People want to shit about it. Yes, it's about representation because it is a good, solid action movie that that girls can use as something to look up to. That's it. It's about someone. Hell, that scene with uh, with the supreme intelligence at the end, where it just constantly shows her at every aspect as a child when somebody told her stay the fuck down. And it she was gets a man. Up, well, not fuck it. It doesn't even have to be that. Like in any instance of someone just saying "stay down" and they get up, beautiful. It, and that is that right there. If you're a little kid watching that, that is going to make you feel so goddamn good about yourself. Because yeah, people are going to constantly say, "Just stay the fuck down." Well, and stay I, the fuck down. And, and guess what? You get the fuck back up. You look them in the eye and say, "Eat a dick." Well, and that's why I'm right, wondering fuck. if also maybe part of it was the way her relationships with males were portrayed. Um, because again, often in movies, if there's that overbearing male, that somehow it's because of an overbearing male that a female turns to female companionship whenever it yeah. comes to love. So, and and maybe that's part of it also, because other than Nick Fury, guys aren't exactly shown in the best of light, which again, as we Coulson discussed. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Uh, but, 
Tuvok is. Tuvok is shown a uh, Turok, Turak, Tuvok, whoever. The scroll dude. Oh, uh, Talos. Thank General you. General Talos. Is shown in an amazing light. Oh, yeah, dude. Holy shit. I love, because the whole time, all right, the fact that there's a, she spent her entire life, you know, her entire life yeah. being told that the, the scrolls are horrible, scrolls are horrible, they're doing this, they're blah, blah, when really Krees are just fucking evil. Yeah. Uh, and they just wanted to survive. I, I've read a lot of shit with scrolls in it, so I was expecting once he, she found out that he's just trying to find a way to l- get out of the fucking dodge, I kept waiting for that knife twist. And then when they get to the lab, and there's there's the Tesseract, one of the fucking gems. All right, one of the Infinity gems. You don't even see him. I was expecting, like, a, the twist and sh- No, you do not even see him. Why? Because then they fucking reveal that, oh, hey, there's a bunch of kid stuff here, and there's a warm coffee cup. Um, and you're like... Oh, oh shit! And then like when they look over, it's like, yeah, he's not even looking at the at the that thing yeah. at the engine because he's wanting to find his family. That fucking killed. That was a good because, like I just said about Loki, I was expecting it, the twist to happen. I was I knew it was going to happen, but it caught me off guard. So I was trying to be vigilant, constant vigilance, but it fucking got me by not happening. God damn, that was good and. That line of like, like oh now everything's good, Every, like because you think like your first thought is like, okay so how is it? This isn't gonna like everything's good now, and when Talos is like, this is war. I've got blood on my hands too, but this mm-hmm. right here is a choice. I think he said a choice, but that right there, no matter how horrible, because war is piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Boots on ground, they don't really get told much. You just do what you're told. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you do horrible things, sometimes not even knowing how horrible it is that what you're doing. But at one, to just keep doing it because, you, you know, you're already in too deep makes you a some bitch. But you can always make, like, that right there was the choice. And that was fucking great writing Great acting, and yeah, I love that dude. The moment he showed up with a fucking milkshake. <laughs> There's been a lot. I've seen quite a few things talk about how it's very similar to Jules and Pulp Fiction with yeah. his drink. That's a tasty beverage. <laughs> because oh. if you look at the cup, it's that same Dixie style of like mid nineties. Yeah, uh, Jake, that does remind me. I know this isn't a very good point by point. If I if it wasn't a packed theater, I would have been taking notes because I hate the fact that there's a lot of things I wanted to talk about, but I'm not going to remember. But I don't, I'm at the time I was like, I want to make a point about that, but I forgot. <laughs> but uh, this movie, Jake, is two 90s. It is just, it has more 90s reference than an entire. Season of Family Guy. No, you take and that back. You shut your whole mouth because nothing's worse than fucking Family Guy. Now, whenever it comes to an overabundance okay, of references, here's the thing though. There is a. I like the idea of shooting off the head of a stand because uh, true in lies. The Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, also, please tell me you got annoyed by this as well when she's walking through the lanes. You saw the one for Last Action Hero. Next shelf was Jumping Jack Flash. 
No, I saw First Night. That For no. whatever reason, First Night was the one that caught my eye. That was the next one over. But no, like right in the next uh, set was Jumping Jack Flash. Jake, if Last Action Hero in... Wait, First Night? What? Who? Who organized this blockbuster? Because if, la- if, if fucking Last Action Hero's there, that's the action section. Or the comp... No, action. Because people didn't understand that it was a fucking parody. Okay? Until like 10 years later. Jumping Jack Flash is not an action movie. No, not It is a comedy movie, it's okay? very much comedy. And First Night is a fucking drama. period drama. Yep. What the fuck? This is why Blockbuster went out of business, okay? There's These actually, motherfuckers don't know how. There's a lot <laughs> of Schwarzenegger. There, I, I noticed, I was like, damn, there's a lot of Schwarzenegger movies on those shelves, but I was like, there was in 95, there's a lot of Schwarzenegger films, period. Maybe that's why. But uh, there's little things that are okay, like that. The Radio Shack. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, because she's like, how, I need to get communications things. Like, well, you go to the Radio Shack. Like, they have ham radios, B. Around this time, that's that's most of all they had. It was for hobbyists. So, yeah, they're yep. probably going to have a lot of shit for you. But, God damn, it couldn't go five minutes without a shitty 90s reference. Well, no, I, there, there were more, like, at the start, whenever she first landed on Earth... Now you can say I'm that there was. I'm also including the soundtrack, Jake. I love. I kind of love the soundtrack. The only one that matches is the Gwen, the fucking. The, uh, the, I'm just the, a I'm girl. Just a girl. But when she starts going ham with her powers, and she's that trying is to my figure it out. Part, Same. Because it's an action sequence that you like because she's just trying different things, and it's like, holy shit, this is cool. This is cool. This well, is cool. Well, not just that, but in some ways, I feel like I'm just a girl. I'm like. It kind of sort of doesn't fit, but it's really perfect at the same time for and the scene. You know what? And I also was thinking about something the other day. It it matches with the no doubt thing because I never heard I've never heard Spiderweb until you fucking made me listen to it, Jake. Until we did it for the thing, it just was a song that never came around. But I I listened to it at the perfect time because. Had I listened to that song 10, maybe even five years ago, it would not have the same impact. Because we are finally living in a time where Spiderweb is relevant again. You know why? We are now living in a time where you must screen your phone calls again. <laughs> because of, and not because you're dodging an ex or trying to ghost uh, someone you're dating without having to actually break up with them. No, now it's robocalls. Spiderwebs is relevant again. It's it's relevant again, all right? <laughs> I did like the movie ending with Celebrity Skin by Hole also. I thought that was a really good choice. I wasn't choice. paying attention. I was, I was sending you that text. Okay, so Bob, since we just talked about the credits, what do you think of that? Now, I know I might have overhyped it, but seriously, that first stinger, I'm sure it'll the probably show up in Endgame. Uh, no, here's the thing about the first stinger. It's not one of those like, oh, shit, it makes sense. It because, was for me, though. Because they had the same one at the end of uh, Ant-Man that was used in Avengers. or No, the one that was used in Civil War. Though, yeah. Uh, whichever movie that was, I can't yeah. remember whichever it was. Yeah, was that Ant-Man? 
I think so. Yeah, a nice way to tie it together. That That's great. That's going to be a set dressing because that's going to be her introductory thing. All right. It's great. It's great that that's going to be part of it. That is, and even if they want to choose to go with a cut of the end game that removes that, it's okay because it's there. It's there for you to find. But the second stinger. Jay. Okay, but hold on. So the first one, I felt like it wasn't. God, it this was, is going to be a bad episode for people to listen to. <laughs> it was like Captain Marvel adjacent, not Captain Marvel specific. And I think that's why I liked it so much was that I wasn't expecting it. So as soon as it first shows Steve Rogers, I'm like, I, I audibly did say, oh, interesting. The first time oh, I watched interesting. it. I did. Is it now? Yeah. I was like, well, I kind of like where I this swear. is going. And then, of course, whenever... Uh, Fucking Scarlett Johansson turns around. She's like, where's Fury? And then it goes black. I fucking loved it, dude. I still oh, love that stinger. Speaking of that, I love that. They fucking, uh, they they set up uh, a, they did a setup job that I didn't even realize. Which one? The two-way pager? No. Oh. That bit where uh, when they're going off to the Pegasus site and uh, he's like, uh, Fury here and blah, blah, blah. It's like, like. Nick Fury? I was like, just call me Fury. Everybody calls me Fury. What about your mom? She calls me Fury. What about if you had what about your kids? If I had kids, they'd call me Fury. Everyone just calls me Fury. Not Nicholas, not Nick, not James. It's Fury. And it's just one of those fun little back and forth scenes. And then it's used for the scroll thing that I completely forgot yeah, about. Yeah, and I didn't notice that the first time. I didn't notice the first time that he calls him Nicholas in the elevator. I didn't I picked up on it the second time. But no, the first time I didn't notice that his boss calls him Nicholas, and I was like, "Oh, he does." Yeah, and I, uh, and okay, so and then they reused the whole just like that time in Havana. That's his yeah. way of telling. Yeah, that, that was that beautiful. Was, yeah, that was great. So good. Uh, because I didn't realize it till then. Once he said, "Act, be cool," and I was like, "Wait," but it, although I should have got it when the cat went and said, "Hey," but I uh, yeah, same another We're flirking. Oh, what was I going to say? Or whenever Fury says Mother Flurkin, like whenever it scratches him or something like that. I love that. Dude, oh, I didn't, oh God, I didn't notice the, he said Mother Flurkin. I just heard Mother the first I love, time. I love the fact that they're using the ultimate Fury who lost his eye because Wolverine clawed it out. So they use the three claw lines. But there's no there's no Wolverine in this one. So how did he get it? Oh, a space cat. But did remember, it. holy shit. I watched, I, I was watching a YouTube video and they mentioned, remember in, um, Whichever Captain America movie where he asked what happened to his eye and he said, oh, it happened the last time somebody called me Nicholas. <laughs> even though it wasn't Talos that did it, it was yeah. actually the cat. It was the same it was, time it was frame. It was a time frame. Yeah. The last time someone called me Nicholas is when, when I lost happened. my eye. But, yeah. it's, but since he's a super spy, it makes him think. And again, so going to that second stinger, oh, yeah. I told you it totally played in. It's like, hey, that's how they, that's how they got know, the, you first the thought, Tesseract like, back. How did they get the Tesseract back? Because guys in it, they're trying to figure out what to do with the Tesseract. And the fucking cat eats it. Because it has like these tentacles. It's a it, apparently, the whole because I had to look up what it was. Because again, I didn't read too much of the thing. And in the comics, it's Chewy, which they could have said they could have called it Chewy because they all. It's I like all on, Goose though. Because it fits. Yeah. It fits. It fits with the more reference. At yeah. least this time, yeah. it's a it's eighties reference, not a nineties <laughs> reference. But uh, the cat just fucking eats it. It was like okay. 
Fine, we'll use this. And <laughs> He's then like, I'm going to like, pick you up. Is how that are okay? you going to? How are they going to get the tesseract back? And I, I don't have cats. I don't like cats. So my first thought isn't always at hairballs. And then the the second stinger is just a shot yeah. of Fury's Back. desk. No, the moment it showed his desk, I was like, "Oh shit, the cat's gonna throw!" Yeah, so the cat hops up no on idea. his desk and fucking hawks it up as a hairball. Primo. Even like the dripping like I was liquids off of the tesseract and everything is hilarious. This is all super disjointed, but before I say this part that I'm tapping the desk about, I'm gonna go back a bit because. You, because how you picked up on a lot of stuff your second viewing, I was picking up on it during the first one. Like, okay, this is what happened when that happened. This is what happened when that happened. But the one thing that took a while to hit is, if the scrolls knew everything was okay, knew everything, all this, why were they? Why did they try to kill, uh, fucking uh, Carol? The they tried to sniper her. That fucking validated her story. That corroborated her story with Fury and all this other shit. Why? Oh, sorry about that. I left my uh, ringer on. But then I remembered. He said, I found out who you... I finally found it out. Found it out. So, all this happened the moment after she crashed, within minutes of... Within two hours tops of her crash landing. uh, Breaking out of their ship and crash landing. All that horrible stuff happened, okay? But they stopped hunting her the the moment they realized who she was. The fact that her energy signature was the same as the ship that their friend was working on, that's when they stopped doing it. That's when they they were not attacking her anymore. That's a good point. I didn't know. Yeah, because and then I realized like, okay, but why would you attack it? Like, oh wait, that line. This is a war. No hands are clean. Like nobody's hands were clean. Of course, their first shot thought would be shoot her in the face because he just she just wiped out their entire people. It all makes sense and it's great. It's grand. It's beautiful. But Jake, the thing I was tappy tap 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 tapping about, I was the only one in the theater laughing during the Stan Lee moment. Yeah, I was. The, I was the only I was one laughing. Rolling. I was the only one laughing the first time. The second time, there were people sitting on the other side of us that were actually laughing. I'm like, those are Kevin Smith fans. That was amazing. Because <laughs> that's the only people that are gonna get that is Kevin Smith. The fans. fact that they'll just see Stanley's there and, and he's, he's reading, reading the something. Mall, the mall he's re- no, script. He, no, most oh. people are saying that he's reading something. Right. And he's doing something. And yes, that. That tribute at the beginning was really good. It's so sweet, dude. Although I didn't check to see if they had the Deadpool one. No, there was no DJ at the strip club. Well, they, it would have been hilarious if they did the wall one where it was just the mural. Um, also, there was a... Um, oh, to piggyback on that, Kevin Smith actually released... A, he put up a video, and he knew pre or post-production... That that's what they were doing for Stan Lee, and he had to keep it bottled up, which is something because you know he's notorious for not wanting to keep secrets whenever he finds stuff out. Because um, Kevin Feige had called him and said that since it was a point where Stan was not doing really well, his voice wasn't picking up great, and so um, he worked audio. with Kevin and Universal to find some of the the cut takes. Of him saying, trust me, true believer, and that's what they use. They use that for ADR for that part. That is so cool. Yeah. That is genuinely cool. I know, I kind of got chills talking about it. That is so Watching that video, it was, I mean, it's so great. That 
and it's very full circle because you know you have Stan Lee doing all of these random ass things, and then in the final one is the one where Him he's portraying for himself. His first random ass thing. Yeah. Unless you consider that fucking uh, that TV show he used to do with uh, with God, who was it? Uh, with Rob Liefeld and another artist, where he would let them fucking draw stupid shit. Oh, I think it was McFarlane. That was a weird fucking because you show. could you could make the argument that Mallrats is what really put him in the no he always was the forefront and see I I I maybe but not to that extent but media Stan changed from Stan Soapbox but what, from the mid nineties on media itself changed like entertainment media itself changed and so it was easier for him to become more forward he facing was in that. That it was the jumping off point. He was more than just a picture yeah. in a wizard magazine or at the back of a Marvel book yeah. answering questions, right? Um, you know, he he did he, a drawing in the back of yeah. Like, I still remember that doodle of his face that Dick Co yeah. did. Yeah, he just he just kind of became something more. And you know, at that point, he was getting to portray himself. He's talking about his comic book characters, and you know, even if it's all kind of bullshit, and you know, and it was all set up by uh, TS, you know. Whatever, he's still portraying himself, and the fact that his final Marvel movie is him prepping to play himself him is playing his first hilarious. big movie role. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was great. Because that, after that, is that a button. the first Spider-Man came out in what ninety nine, two thousand, ninety eight or ninety nine. Yeah, it two. came out within five years of Mallrats. Um, and so that's you know, Stan Lee started making those cameos in those movies, and it just kind was of was he an X Men. No, I don't think. Yeah, I didn't think he was. Yeah, that's because they're shit movies. <laughs> yeah, the least shit of is the X2. main ones is X two, yeah. and that isn't even that great of a movie when you Hashtag fucking Brian actually Cox. think about it. Brian Cox. Get it, son, dude. I would let me. A slight tangent. If I was to what? become, a, if I was to become an actor, I would be okay with having the career of Mr. Brian Cox, because that dude has been in so many movies, and even even for the most part, to most people, he's a oh hey that guy, it's that guy, yeah. He's such a phenomenal fucking actor, dude. I if would I love to sit one, down and talk to that dude. One actor's life, it would actually be Brian Blessed. That man, all he does, everything he says. Even if he's just talking on a game show. It's, ha, it's jovial. There was this time I met the Dalai Lama. I let him punch me in the face. He was such a little man, it was adorable. That's Brian Blessed. He's just pure joy. And I, if Kind I would, of like yes, Kelsey Grammer, but less if dramatic. If I would choose to be someone, it would be the opposite of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the light side version of me, all right? He's hairy, he's fat, he's loud, but he's jovial. <laughs> so you're saying inside he's not a dead? No, no, he's not. Inside he's alive. <laughs> but uh yeah, so no, it it really is. I that was really awesome what they the Stanley stuff that they did was was pretty great. And I mean I imagine the 90s references in that is how like Mom would feel for 70s references in, you know, movie X, Y, or Z, right? I think it's one of those things to Jake where... or us. 
I mean, come on. Well, no, I'm just she, saying that she there's, raised us on her movies too. There's that slight bit of nostalgia, but also like when you realize whenever that, you live through it, it's easier to see it as ham fisted. But if I'm 20 and I don't remember having to download shit from CD ROMs, yes, that scene where like <laughs> her and the fucking aliens are all like, "What is it doing?" Because like, it's always it's a- just a disc loading, and they're like. They're just standing there for a solid 30 seconds. But there's always that disconnect. They're like talking the, they're like, it's just basic physics. And he's like, my science guy can't figure this shit out. But yet they go and whenever they're doing the black box, they have to wait for the CD-ROM to load. And he's like, what's, what are we waiting for? They're like, we got to wait for the disc to load. And then it cuts to your science guy. He's just. <laughs> and then the science guy's like, oh, I can make some slight modifications. And of course, Fury's like, you're science guy. You know? <laughs> and fuck. Where he's just <laughs> sipping his tea. He's like, you're science guy. Dude. <laughs> God, this movie. Okay, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> we are doing a shit job at going over this movie. Okay, break down three positives, but then, Bob, let's like. Okay, positive one. I didn't feel like there's been two Stanley cameos that I didn't feel ham fisted the Deadpool 2 and this. Because, like you said, it's a button. His final role is him prepping for his first big movie role. That is fucking beautiful. And now I got goosebumps because it is beautiful. It really is. Two. God, this is just a good movie. And it's... I'm not saying it's the best movie in existence. And it's not not the best Marvel movie. No, I'm saying this is a good, fun movie. I... Love B movie sci fi romps. This is a B movie sci fi romp with damn good acting, really good direction, CGI that's splugeable, okay? It's worth it. It gets it. And three is a point that you saw if you uh if you follow me on Twitter, you saw me make uh in it the entire uh relationship between her and Jude Law's character was him telling her to control her emotions pa- no, yeah control her hey you're don't a female your you gotta you gotta control don't your use emotions that thing. i want you to fight me just as you and then when she's whipping his ass he tries to fucking uh manipulate her into giving I'm so herself proud of you yeah like i want you to fight me as you not with this that like, was, but that was jude law that was such such good God, acting by so, jude law. no 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 it was it's not the fact that i hate how it was written how it was done it was beautifully crafted because of this as much people try to fucking act this whole like oh she destroyed arnold schwarzenegger schwarzenegger's head on that stand but not jamie lee curtis they hate men oh she stole that guy's bike she hates men no this was an actual fucking slap to every every fucking uh, man who's ever done this to someone. He tried getting her to handicap herself so he could control the fight on his level. And what does she do in response? She fucking annihilates him. See, that, it took me a minute to real... It took me the first watching it wasn't until probably at the end of the movie whenever I realized it was more of a restrictor like yes i mean they they say that it's a restrictor i know once that because i kept saying they can take it away because it makes you think that's how she got it but once you find out how she got it, it's like oh right. that's an inhibitor chip yeah inhibitor yeah so it's like you know he's saying that they're restricting it but the way that they're restricting it is not the way that he makes it sound 
right? Because he makes it sound like, oh, hey, we gave you this power and that's and on there to keep you yet. from, right. Whenever you can control it, you then you don't have to worry to about amount. that. Kind of like how the spider suit that uh, Tony gave uh, for homecoming and shit. Mm-hmm. It's super powerful, but it's got, it's hindered. The The suit is hindered, like the chip. It, it has the different like tiers it, of yeah, access. You, you only have access to this, 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 and that. Not a, yeah, we, we trying to, and the fact that he kept trying to use it is, is, is a good point too, because most, most, uh, emotional abusers, they still use the same tactic because, well, part of the whole thing is they condition you. And by bringing back the, the information that is often used in your normal state of some, of being a submissive to them, it can trigger your regression back in that state. And the fact like that, if all these little fuckers trying to trying to overanalyze specific things, and that was them using their damn good writing, their damn good direction, their damn good acting to show you the type of horrible shit that'll happen and fucking breaking those chains, all right? And nobody talks about that one when that is an actual moment of a commentary. And it's an amazing moment. That is my third great one. Okay, I'm going to give you three negatives. We're flipping it. You had to be positive, and now I have to be negative. (laughs) Number one, Brie Larson's fucking running. Did you notice whenever she's running? Legs, yeah. Like when uh, it's not as bad. I think it's just whenever she's running barefoot, where you notice her feet like flailing out, and I'm like, what? Yes. Why is this being shown? Because yeah. it's so Dude, disgusting to uh, look at. I know at. you have to note the. You don't have to fucking remind us that she doesn't have shoes on. It showed her feet already, and Quentin Tarantino had to step outside. Okay. Yeah, especially during <laughs> you know it actually shows her feet like. That's what I meant, Jake. Like, they showed her feet, so Quentin Tarantino had oh, to gotcha, step outside. Gotcha, yeah. yeah. So right. that he that's, had to be he he had to be uh he had to leave the theater before he went full Rubens. <laughs> um, horrible. <gasps> hey bud number two complaint is I kind of I kind of had issue with and it's kind of very much like the Harry Potter poly juice potion thing the scrolls like they're changing voices and accents Right. So whenever they change into somebody, do they sound like that person yes. or don't they? They also, but they can but, choose not to see. And, and that's the thing. It's just, it just seemed to the fact that it, and also, if you noticed, he also talked about how it was an art. So True. some of his people may not have been as good as him, but even he wasn't that good. Cause yes, whenever he, he, no, whenever he morphed into that Asian chick, he still sounded like himself because he chose to. But when he was like, because not whenever he was Fury's boss, he sounded like the boss, and then it slowly went back to his normal one. Exactly. Well, once he was fighting with Fury, because he didn't have to. Because Jake, no, no, think about like this: if you decide when you talk to a specific person, you're only going to talk like this, and you're always every time you talk to them, you will always talk like this because you want them to think this is your accent. All right, this is how you speak at every given time because you're gaslighting them. All right. And then with everybody else, you're talking normal. But then you come back to talking to them. You're over here. Then eventually, it's like, oh, hey, Jeff, how are you? So just because you can, you can modulate your voice. He just decided to stop. Because what's the point of of adding that extra effort 
if it doesn't serve a purpose anymore. But in fairness, other my points one and points three, I actually had on tap, so I had to try to find something second. It's just something you know that's just yeah. nitpicky. Jake, how dare you? <laughs> Number three, this, uh, I'm kind of tweaking something that I saw in meme form. I'm going to kind of tweak this to my own thing, right? Negative number three, and this is for Marvel as a whole, okay? It's kind of all-encompassing. That Marvel is doing nothing but using Scott Pilgrim versus the world <laughs> actors. And because I saw they're this just awesome meme. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, they're just cribbing Scott Pilgrim while they managed to fire fucking Edgar Wright for not wanting to play ball. But... <laughs> Think the about next it. Next main villain Think is going to be the guy it. who played Scott uh, Pilgrim dated Brie Larson. Yep. Scott Pilgrim beat up Chris Evans. Yep. Scott Pilgrim beat up Superman. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Oh, just... oh, and you know what? You know what's going to happen? It's like we're going to no, crib no, no. from you, Edgar Wright, but you're fine. You know what's going to happen, Jake? In the next X Men movie, okay? You're going to have like was it North Star and Tailwind? I can't remember the two fucking people from Alpha Flight. Whatever those twins' names are, and it's going to be the Katanagi twins. All right. <laughs> also, did you see where they're actually bringing uh, James Gunn back for Guardians yeah. Three? Where they finally decided, like, yeah, okay, a fake, a fake outrage movement that was actually a. I'm sorry if you, I'm sorry. It 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 was, it was a fake outrage movement. No, no, it was. Technically, the sense they they manipulated society and through fear to to get an outcome that they desired. It it, it was internet terrorists. I'm sorry. It, it's the easiest way to say it. It's that's all it was. It was a bunch of fucking people wanting to use the outrage that they have seen directed at them against someone else who actively already fucking uh, admitted that they happened. And his only fuck up was, oh, he tweeted instead of searched. <laughs> he tweeted, he tweeted, he he put his search into the tweet instead of the search bar. And then everybody saw the, because yeah, nobody was a good person in 2005. Nobody was a good person in 2010. And his fucking a note about it <clears throat> was great. It was all about. Yeah, I'm constantly changing. I am constantly trying to not be a shit person. Because the people you really, really don't want to believe are those saying that I have changed. I am a better person. Because how do you know? You never know. All you can do is try. And that's all it says. Like, I'm trying. I'm five, always tried. I said some dumb shit. Yeah, it was horrible and dumb. Because I had a horrible and dumb sense of humor. And I hopefully grew the fuck up. It was not like, oh, that was ages ago. It was boys being boys. It was, yeah, I fucked up. I said, I I liked stupid shit. I didn't, I didn't think about the jokes I said because I was just trying to get a reaction. Yeah, I really loved his, his statement about it. And it's nice that he'll be able to finish his story. But yeah. I hate the... <clears throat> Most likely, it's probably because they wanted to stick it to, to DC to a DC, bit more. I, I know. I, I was about to ask you that because I do wonder just me. I wonder how much of it was just to keep him from working with DC and Warner Brothers. Yeah. 
I'm sure that's part of it. And if they say otherwise, they're full of shit. If and they hey, say that it's only for them trying to right their wrong, 100%, that's not no. why. It's. I mean, it may be 99.9% no. of the reason, but it's not going to be 100% of the reason. No, it's not going to be any percent of the reason why. It's the fuck with DC. Because think about it like this. It's if it and if if he did actually make the movie, if it didn't like get uh, the Suicide Squad get stuck in fucking production hell forever, he would have had the the white lighter version of uh, Brian Singer, the pedophile's horrible fucking go. Because think about like what happened with him. He was doing uh, X Men. He left to do Superman. So they got fucking I. Uh, well. Another sex pest to fucking do X Men Three with Brett Ratner, a well, a more well known sex pest, okay? And I, uh, so they had him doing that, and then they decided to bring him back on X Men right when X Men got good again, because yeah, there's only three good X Men movies: Deadpool, Logan, fucking First Class. Those were the only good ones, because one, like, because you know. What's better than a Tom Clancy novel? A Tom Clancy novel with fucking uh, Captain America. What's better than a Cold War movie? A Cold War movie with mutants. <laughs> and, it's true. And yeah, it was the Bay of Pigs with mutants. It was the Cuban Missile Crisis with mutants. But uh, yeah, so and then what happens? He proceeded to ruin it. So in this, if he went and made if uh, if. Uh, Gunn went and made the Suicide Squad movie, and they they had him come back. He actually would have came back and nailed it because he's been making good fucking movies. Yeah. <laughs> so he would have been the white lighter version of a sex pest. So I. Oh, that's a horrible takeaway. This is slightly off topic, but I kind of want to go see Detective Pikachu after seeing the trailer I before the movie. Go see it. That movie, I'm like, I kind of really want to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of really want to see that, so maybe we'll go see it. Oh, I definitely always wanted to go see it because it looks fun. Yeah, it, it looks just a looks whole like lot a fun, fun movie. Yeah, and okay, just real quick, since we were talking about Edgar Wright, what is one, you. what is one comic book character arc that you would like to see Edgar Wright do? Marvel, DC, any of it, Image, whatever. Oh my god! Because I have one in mind. It's sort of a deep cut that only Nicole's gonna get. Oh shit! It's not even a deep cut. It's just something you wouldn't. It is uh, the Deadpool Merc with a mouth. I think was the name of the arc, but it was right when Udon was doing the art for all of his shit. It's like a six issue uh, series where he. Uh, he gets tapped to do a, a a job to kill all these heads of a fam of a of a triad of a couple triad families and he gets stuck on the roof and he falls through the fucking window and you know uh you know that scene in uh Boondock Saints where they're fucking like hang when they're uh going in through the roof and they're they're, they're just yeah. fucking hanging and spinning around shooting that's what he does everybody dies and he's and he gets he becomes the best. Like everybody wants to work with him now. Until things start happening. He starts calling bullets doorknobs. He starts be, uh not being able to shoot correctly. Things start happening weirdly. Because 
one of the people that was in that room was actually the assassin who killed everybody. His name was the Black Swan. He's a psychic. He's a mutant. And he uses his power to cloud people's mind and then kill them. He is pissed because that was supposed to be his last job. So he started fucking getting him, like, basically giving him, like, psychic Alzheimer's and just fucking with him. And so it's a whole arc of him trying to figure out what's going on and fixing everything. Like, he ends up fucking spraying the rhino with pin particles and turning him into a fucking keychain that he that he carries around with him for fucking half the arc. He puts him in a hamster, wheel, hamster ball. He fucking realizes he can't shoot people, so he jumps a fucking moped into a dude to kill him. It is silly dumb fun, and I think that little arc would be great for him. Yeah, you. I was just going to say Green Lantern and just leave it at that. Regardless of who the actor would be, like a Green Lantern or Green Arrow, I, yeah. No, it would be great if you did the Green Lantern and Arrow because you have, because that was just a great, that was a great Riggs and Murtaugh kind of thing, buddy cop deal because you had the super Republican and the hippie in the trust fund hippie. It was great. You had fucking, yeah, he was just a street car, just... Just a man's man. And then you have like, dude, the world sucks. And it was a nice it was a nice little play. Yeah, that would be kind of fun. Yeah. But if you ask me what arc I would just love to see as a movie, period. I would love to see the trial of Gambit. I want to see Maximum Carnage. Or Separation Anxiety. Which one was Anxiety? That was the First one, Separation Anxiety, I think was the one. Um, the Venom arc? Yeah. Oh, that's been done before. Ish. Badly. Ish. Avi Arad put his dick I'm in so- it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but all I can think about are those Super Nintendo games, the Maximum Carnage and uh, yeah. Separation Anxiety. So Maximum fucking Carnage good. was a Maximum pain in the Car- ass. Ugh. And I mean, that's a good, that, that'd be a good way to get Cloak and Dagger in there. And... Well, Cloak and Dagger's already out there. I never saw the show, but it was on Hulu, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. But I don't know. It's just one of those things that I would love to see, like a Maximum Carnage. Yeah, but then you have to deal with more symbiotes. And Jake, the only thing worse than the symbiote stories was the clone sagas, plural. Well, see, I think that if they made it a rated R movie, which they wouldn't, but if you could make Maximum Carnage into a rated R movie, fucking phenomenal. Yeah, because it would be, be a so fucking a Jason-style stalker. Like a ser- you have to you're dealing with a the serial new killer is rated R. You're well, yeah, because it's Dark Horse is allowed to do what Dark Horse do. I know. Uh, I mean, because you'd have a you'd have the the silent stalker that you can never the one person you can't track and Venom going after you. Then you have like a serial killer on the loose and Carnage. Yeah, you could do a lot with it, but guess what? It won't. It wouldn't yeah. do well. Like yeah. they, no. It, they, too many cooks. There'd be way too many cooks with too many fingers that. Right, I think actually right, Carnage right after came about. Their ass goes into I the think pot. Carnage came about in Separation Anxiety. I think that's whenever so part of Anxiety was when uh, Venom split from when the suit was removed. Carnage came back later because Carnage I, is Venom's baby. I know, but I don't. I don't. I'll have to go back. Venom's and look. story wasn't fleshed out yet. See, I think with separation anxiety, I thought that the black suit let or the symbiote left Peter Parker and attached to Eddie Brock during Secret Wars. 
Because he no, had no, the suit Secret during Wars Secret when he Wars. Gets the suit. Right, but I was thinking no, that at the tail back, end of no. Oh, okay. No, when he comes back, it's a bit after he came check. back when he fucking started to realize it. Oh, I'm going a little crazy. Then in the cartoon, hey, I want to look like like fucking uh uh. Nicole's what's his name? probably yelling at us right God, now. God, what the fuck is his name? Or uh, Steven Jason. Tyler. Yeah, you Steven remember that Tyler in the cartoon? Where, like Tyler the cartoon when they did that is like I want to look like that rocker, and it makes him look like Steven fucking Tyler. You're a bad alien, okay? <laughs> as yeah. much people as get, as most people will give shit of. Finger guns, finger guns, Tobey Maguire trying to be cool. Nothing's going to be dorkier than I want to look cool. Make me look like fucking Steven Tyler. Hey, the the Revolution X game was big at the time. That's what I was sitting over here doing. But the uh, the Revolution X game was a big thing also in the moment. So you can't. Uh, that was after that. That was in 94. The game came out in like 96. I hate that I know that. Hey, bud. Anyway, so I'm going to end up calling it on that. That's about going to do it for this episode of A Brother Squirrel because Jake decided to get a massage before coming here. And we all know that the shows suck when that happens. No, I'm doing I'm not like lethargic and shit right now. So. No, it just it, it's just it's a law. The episodes that we record <laughs> after you massage is when it's. Blood. No, we just need to do a better job of. If we're going to remove, if we're going to review a movie or game like we need to do Division Two next week, then maybe we should write shit down and have oh, it. Oh, that review is easy. Eh, it's okay. Ish. Um, need to have things like actually written down, like I wanted to in, do. In but order. yeah, things happen. Things happen. Yeah, but whatever. Tell them where they can get us. Uh, you can find us on the Twitter machine at ABQ Podcast. Capital A, capital B, capital Q. Podcast. Um. You can also find us on uh, the Facebook. Uh, go out and find us on your favorite and preferred podcatcher, whether it has good or bad podcasts on it. Sorry, I'm just answering a question about the podcast. Uh, sorry, not a, uh, the podcast, but Scott just sent me a text asking uh, asking why Fred and George never noticed there was a grown man sleeping with Ron for two years. When... Sure, you can have a lot of fun with that answer, but sadly, the answer's simple. Joe did not do that much fucking uh, pre-writing. That's it. Possibly. No, Jake. They'd have to fucking come up with something, because that is... She was able to talk about how fucking uh, Albus's brother maybe kind of fucked a goat, okay? But she's not going to elaborate on a grown man sleeping on their little brother, you know they fucked with it. They'd have to try to... They it, they thought about fucking with him a lot. You have a map of the entire school. You'd fucking like, okay, Ron's asleep. I'm going to go do this. Like, no. They never noticed. They never noticed that there was just some dude always with him. Yeah, it was just... it's It was bad planning on Joe's part. That's all it is. That's sad. I can't think of anything funny to it. But... I think that was all... Oh, yes. I... Uh, it should it it will be uploaded by the time you all see this. So part two of the I uh, of the YouTube video for the predictions. Well, I'm actually uploading it right now as we record. <laughs> it's probably done now. So go check that out. Uh, we'll put a link in the. Uh, I'll edit the show notes of yet of last week's episode. Give it a peek. Go ahead and follow us. Uh, the brother find, search for the brother squirrel on YouTube or brother squirrel on YouTube. 
It'll take a while to fucking scroll down with it because holy shit, it's on like the second page when you search it. Even if you type in channel, it'll show like a bunch of fucking people fighting with lightsabers. But anyway, <laughs> until next time, we here at A Brother's Quarrel would like to remind you that no one ever truly wins an argument. Not with that attitude, they don't.